Welcome to Front Sight Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening in. Um, I'm I'm not even exactly sure what episode number we're on, but we're into this thing, well into it. And we have such an incredible following. What I mean by that is, um, of course, Rodney and I, uh, probably more so Rodney than I, um, you guys are sending him questions and thoughts. He's having lots of conversations with men that are out there. There's even like a little Bible study, little men's group that has even started off of that. Right, Rodney? Yep, yep. Man, this is early this morning. Is early morning. This I, I'm loving this. Um, you know me. I I didn't want to just do this broadcast thing that's out there and and y'all come. I really wanted like the few, the proud, and and I think we're yeah. getting that. And yeah. that's been mm. our prayer. And so thankful for that. Today um, is a really really cool day. And because we have a guest speaker, and I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. But as always, in the house around the room, we've got Jordan, we've got Rodney, we've got Jacob. Um, you guys are here helping us make it happen. But we have a special guest today, and it's um, Robert Judges. Robert, say hello. Hi. Come yeah. on. Come on. <laughs> come on. There you yeah. go. Hey. All right. Let me tell you. Let me tell you some cool things. First of all, let me tell you about Robert. He's going to tell you about himself. Let me tell you this. Um, Robert is and his family are, are new uh, to Waterstone. Love, 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 love his family. Love Robert Jr. Yes. Right. Little boy just comes up, just the biggest smile. Like, I don't care what's happening on Sunday morning to me. Like, whatever's happening, his little smile, his little greeting just absolutely makes my day. Lovely family. But so we wanted to start introducing guest speakers and had to move some things around. I say that, like, just looking at the podcast. And we put Robert on for this schedule. And then last night, like, I'm looking, and you are being featured, like, you're here today, but it's National Police Officers Week. Yes, sir, it is. And you're a police officer. I am a police officer. And I was just like, what in the world that he's the guest speaker on the week that it's National Police Officers Week? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Thank you for having me on. This is... This is pretty cool. I've always wanted to be up on a podcast. I'm one of those guys that listens to the podcast at the gym. So, well, wow. you know what? You're gonna. How cool is that? You're gonna be at the gym listening to yourself in a few weeks. Oh, you know? wow. Like, yeah, super what? Subconscious about the whole thing. <laughs> you're gonna be all right. I mean, look around this room, man. This, this these guys. We're gonna guide you through. It's gonna be so awesome. Cool. All right. So we sort of already um, introduced that. What's so special to me? Um, about this, for whatever reason, wherever I've I've been, and the Lord has just placed guys like you um, in my life. So, being National Police Officers Week, of course, um, whenever this airs, it probably won't air on that week, obviously, because we're recording it now. But I, I just want to give a big shout out to all of those um, those friends in law enforcement that I have that are even in our church. We have so many. Mm. And is it okay to recognize like deputies on National Police Officers Week? I guess yeah, uh, right. Absolutely, Sheriff's it's deputy. all law enforcement, even all, federal. All yeah, perfect. Wow. It's all okay. of it. Yeah, well, we've got all of those here. Yes. And sir. so I personally want to say thank you to that. I have to give a big shout out to uh, my. Really, really, really good friend. There's an inner circle of friends. He's like in the thin layer of that inner circle before you ever get to friends. And um, his name is David Day. His you would appreciate this. Um, his he goes by D Day. <laughs> oh. I mean, how you're a police officer, right? And you go by D Day. 
Like, um, and that's literally what his badge cool. says. Can you like look over and, you know, you're hoping to get like an officer, like, okay, judges. I mean, yes. yeah, I got yes. you. You must get that all the time. I've heard that a ton when they look at my name tag. Judges, really? Really? You're oh, judging oh, me right now? All we need is yeah. yeah. Tom convicted. <laughs> exactly. Well, there but, used to be a deputy. His last name was Justice. And I was like, dude, we should get together because we'd be oh, like this law enforcement duel, judges wow, and justice, bringing, wow. you know, bring it in down. Oh my <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? But just like that. So when you see Officer D-Day yeah. come up, you're like, well, I'm done. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's over. But he is such a good friend of mine, such an amazing accountability partner. Um, he and his wife, Tammy Day, are just great friends to Ron and Rana. So D-Day. This one goes out to you, uh, praying for you, love you. Thank you for listening. All right, so let's jump into this. All right, so um, Robert, you're here, but obviously because the Lord laid you on my heart, I've watched you, I've watched your family, and you know um, here at Front Sight, we're, we're all about just real life, everyday guys. We don't have like the paid superstars that come in here, you know, to get big listening audiences. That's not our game. Right. But you are a superstar, and I don't mean that like, you know, we're not just blowing smoke here, if you will. Like you're... you're an everyday dad. Um, you're in law enforcement. You're an everyday husband. And that's who we want to hear from. We want to hear from those guys that are just like you that put on the pants, put on the boots, go out there every day and just make it happen. You're trying to live the Christian life. You're trying to be a good dad. You're trying to be a good husband. So really, we just have a few questions and we're just going to listen to your story. Sounds all right. Great. And so, yeah, tell us, tell us a little bit about you. Obviously, they now know you're in law enforcement, but Man, just start out with like, you know, probably some of the best stories, like start out with your faith, mm-hmm. start out with your faith journey, start out with getting married. Just tell us all the, tell us a little bit about you so we can learn. And then I'm going to just grab some questions from that, that you tell us and just roll right from that. All right. Um, <clears throat> born and raised in Miami, went to Catholic church. 305. Um, yeah. St. Augustine, 305. Say hi. <laughs> nice. Um, born and raised down there. Uh, eventually I uh, ended up at UF. Went to the, went to college at University of Florida, studied criminology. Uh, after that, um, I, I went to the police academy down in Palm Beach County, and then uh, moved up here for a job. Wow. And I've been in law enforcement for about fourteen years now. Uh, oh, wow! I've gone through uh, a progression in those fourteen years. I've learned a lot about myself. Uh, law enforcement's given me everything, including a family, because that's where I met my wife and wow. on a call. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's been a nice ride. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping one day to be chief. One day, that's my ultimate goal. You know what? I can see that. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely humbled to be here with you guys today. I I I'm, I listen to the podcast at least twice every week. Uh, I'm wow. I'm getting so many little nuggets out of it and and learning a lot about myself through this. So I really appreciate what you guys are doing here. You know, and we love that. I mean, honestly, that is one of the uh, reasons why, because we know you listen and you're invested. So you kind of understand front sight, you know, the mission and the goal, and you're trying your best to just, you know, appropriate that in your life. So here's the deal. Walk us through some things like, um, I know a little bit about what from having so many friends in law enforcement, but you see the best and you see the worst of humanity, and you have to have like this unique mindset mm. that allows you to not be tainted by it, um, and also not let it like taint your end of day. Like when you get off shift and you come home, like you can be the guy that you know kicks the cat kind of a deal and just takes it out on kiddos and and wife. So walk us through that. Like you said something here early on, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to share, but like, what's that like for you? 14 years in law enforcement, you've seen the best and the worst. Like, how do you approach your day? So 
how I started my career and how I am right now uh, over the 14 years, I, I've kind of changed my perspective. It's changed my mindset on a lot of stuff, uh, especially coming to Waterstone mm-hmm. and listening to you. Um, it's real easy when you start law enforcement and you're dealing with like the worst of the worst at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're seeing stuff that um, you never forget and you'll right. never forget. Uh, you're involved in incidences that you'll never forget that you think about constantly. It just weighs on you after a time. And you start thinking that all of humanity is horrible. You think that that right. has to be the case because mm-hmm. that's what you're seeing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've started understanding who I am, as I've started understanding people, as I've progressed and matured as a person, not only as a person, but as a law enforcement officer, as a family man, as I've gotten married, as I've had a son, uh, my perspectives changed. And wow. people have bad days. And unfortunately... Every day at work for us is uh, that person's worst day. Mm. And to yeah. judge that person based on their worst day, I don't think is very fair. Wow. That so, is a great outlook. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it's something that it's taken a long time to develop, though. Because yeah. the first couple of years, I was working as much as I can. I wanted to be the best police officer mm. I could be. I wanted to do as many things. I wanted to get involved in everything. I wanted to see everything, you know. Mm. And... um so I was surrounded by that constantly. And yeah. so that negativity starts to eat on you a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but as I've, again, as I've matured, as I've, I've grown as a person, right. um, as I've accepted religion in my life, as I've started to read books from these phenomenal military leaders for, around the world and started to open up my perspective, um, I understand that, you know, not everyone's bad. They just make a bad decision. And yeah. Unfortunately, I'm here to to deal with that. And you made a, a statement earlier when we were, you know, getting ready, and you said um, at first it turned me against faith. It turns me against church and religion. Talk about that. Like, what what kind of brought you back, and and how did you get here? Thank you for bringing that up. I, yeah. So initially, it turned me completely away from religion. And I was like, no just God could allow these things to happen. Mm-hmm. Can allow this this sort of depravity to occur mm. and these people to make these horrible decisions and do these things to each other. But again, as, as I've started to understand, um, we've started coming to church, um, which has been a blessing. Mm. It really has mm. coming here to Waterstone to see meeting you guys, listening to you, pastor. Mm. Um, it just has brought a, a whole new thinking in my brain and, and I can actually process the fact that although um, we have a just God, we do. And people make poor decisions. It's their decisions. Mm, mm. They choose to do that. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. And so, you know, to hold everyone to that same standard really isn't right. fair. Yeah. And so the, that's where I've grown as a person. And so I go to work happier now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I understand that. And it's kind of, it's brought a clarity to my life. Mm. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I'd like to think the average person that obviously, thankful for, you know, law enforcement that goes out there. But often we, we, I don't think we, you know, put in our forefront of our mind that um, you're out there, like, like you said, you're about to go experience most everybody's bad day. Mm. Now we all have bad days at work. I mean, let's, let's, right. I mean, we go and there's a coworker that's kind of acting up or a boss that's chewing on me or a project that didn't go right or software malfunctions or security issues, whatever. But no, you literally go 
to work every day. Like you have to wake up and, and be like, okay, yeah. I'm going to see some stupid stuff. Yeah. And how do I keep my head? What you just said, that is so, so critical. And even like the, the role that church has played in that, the faith. Tell me, tell us about, tell us about your marriage. Like how long have you been married? Okay. Uh, tell Yeah. Tell us about that and what role that's played um, early on now. Like all, you just talk about your family. Okay. So uh, I moved up here from Miami. I knew nobody. Um, I moved mm-hmm. up here for a job. Uh, right. It was right around 09 when everything had crashed and nobody was hiring. Oh. So um, I just, I applied to 22 or 23 different agencies. Wow. And one of the agencies up here said yes. So I didn't even know where I was moving to. I stayed at a hotel, which after I started working in that area, I understood that that probably was the worst hotel for me to stay at. <laughs> oh. And it definitely was not clean. Uh, but I was like, oh, oh but no. it's, you know, it's two minutes from the station. So it'll be, it'll be easy to wake up and go and do all the yeah. testing and stuff. So mm. um, wow. I, I, I regret those decisions, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's why they put the police station here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like that kind of hotel. Um, so funny. as we progress forward a little bit in 2014, um, it was a big year for me. I made uh, the SWAT team. Uh, I was promoted to corporal, and I met my wife all in 2014. So How 20- awesome! Yeah, oh it was an amazing year. Um, when I met my wife, uh, it was on a call that I should not have been on. Mm. So I was actually running the road that day. So when you're running the road, you typically don't go to the calls unless you have to. Okay, uh, like some some level of violence or someone's being arrested or something like okay. that. The main reason for that is because you want to be available. Yeah. For something that okay. could occur. Okay. So we were so busy that day. That call was holding for so long. I was like, you know what? Let me just go. Let me just go there so I can handle it, get out of there. And okay. it, it takes something off our plate for the day. And lo and behold, there there was Tamara. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> she was uh, CPS, Child Protective Services at oh, the time. Wow. So we were, at, we were in this uh, horrific trailer. And I, I told her I saved her life because there was a, a roach on her back and I swiped it off and I said, I just saved your life. Nice. You know, trying to be smooth, you know? And then, uh, you know, we were out there for about an hour and uh, we were dealing with some not great stuff. Mm. And uh, I said goodbye by licking my thumb, putting on her sunglasses and wiping down and say, I'll see you later and walked away. And what? she's like, what? that's what swept me off my feet. <laughs> What? So a couple, I'm loving this. Yeah. So a couple of days oh later, uh, I reached out because at that time I was single wow. guy. So I knew a lot of people in CPS. They're, it's mostly females. And so I reached out to one of my friends and I said, hey, you know, what's up with Tamara? And uh, <laughs> so I, I was like, you can tell her to call me. And she, I guess, told my friend, no, you tell him. Nice. If he wants to talk to me. He needs to call me. And yeah. I was like, all right, cool. So that Saturday, that was like a Tuesday. That Saturday, we went on our first date. Okay. We went to Jack's Bar. Okay. Um, the reason for it is because it was the Tennessee Florida game, <laughs> and I was not going to miss the Tennessee Florida game. So I was trying multi-purpose. to multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. <laughs> two birds, one stone. That's all. Oh the thing. <laughs> my gosh. That's so, so funny. It was, but was what was unique about our date is at that point I was I think like thirty one or thirty two. She's a year older than me, so she's gonna she's gonna be real mad that I mentioned that here. So oh, she was thirty three. Um, so we're we're in our thirties, and yeah. at that point, it wasn't dating to date; it was dating to like, is this yeah. real or not? So yeah. our our first date was real. Like, right? What do you want? 
what do you want out of life? Do you want kids? Do you want to get married? Right. Where do you see yourself in five years? To the point. Straight yeah. to the point. I and mean, the game is what, like three hours long? We were out there for pretty much the whole game mm-hmm. um, talking. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know. I didn't even pay attention to the game. Nice. I paying attention to Tamara. So That's um, we had That's a great confirmation time. Confirmation right there. Right there, right? <laughs> <laughs> to pull me away from a Tennessee, Florida game, you know. Nice. You know she had my attention. Yeah. So. But then. It rolled forward from there. I think like a month later, our parents met. Uh, my parents came up from Miami for Thanksgiving weekend or something like that, and and uh, we all got together. I said, let's let's get together. Right. I was so mad at her that day because at that point she went from CPS and she was a victim advocate. So this is like two years later, or no, like a year and a half later. And so uh, we're getting ready. We're we're gonna go to this where her parents are gonna meet for the first time. You know what I mean? I'm already a, a ball of nerves because I'm like, oh, God, what if they don't like each other? You know what I mean? Yeah, what if they don't right. get along or whatnot? Yeah. And uh, she gets a call out. And so she's oh. gone. So, yeah. And it was like an hour before she was supposed to be oh. off on call. So she gets a call wow. out. Oh. So, yeah. So uh, she had to show up late to that one. So I was... That was interesting times. Yeah. <laughs> so you met in 2014, mm-hmm. and you were married in 2016. Yes, sir. Right? When did little guy come along? All right. So this is a good story. So yeah. this is our first year of marriage, all right? You guys ready for this one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about stress that we were talking about earlier. So um, we get married. Uh, I postpone our honeymoon because at the agency I was working at the time, it was promotional testing. It was right in the middle of the honeymoon. So uh. we we prolonged the honeymoon for a month, okay? Yeah. So then I don't get promoted. Wow. Yes. So that was rough uh, in and of itself. Then we go on our honeymoon. Then I catch uh, mono. So we can't, we're, I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So no. like I'm sick in the hotel room and I'm like, no, we're going to go. We're going to go. I don't care. Oh my we're going gosh. out. Oh. And so we're going through this roller coaster on honeymoon. Then I get back. And then a couple months later, we end up selling our house. Um, and what else happened? Oh, I was involved in an officer-involved shooting. And then wow. I decided, you know what? I'm moving departments. So oh I took gosh. like a 5 or $6 an hour pay cut. And then we find out we're pregnant a month into my new department. Wow. <laughs> and then we so had that much. bad hurricane yeah. um, where it was like... We didn't have power for like 14 days or something like that. Wow. So it was just a, it was just a little was bit of a roller coaster. the first year of 2000? first year of our marriage, yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So Yeah. Yeah. You know so guys... we've been through a lot together. We've been through a lot together. and uh, Yes, you have. I'm very glad that yeah. I have her. Oh, know? yeah. She's... Tamara's yeah. an amazing, amazing woman. So. Yes, she is. Yes. Yes, she is. I mean, even recently, you can share or not share, but even recently, some of the, you know, challenges you guys have had to pray through and so forth has proven so strong. And um, I've even watched, you know, your family members coming to Waterstone and how God is just opening doors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's He's using every bit of that. Oh, yeah. Um, and your guys' uh, marriage and life. So, any, anything else you want to share about? I, 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 yeah, absolutely. So, Tamara in December was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Mm. So, we've been through two surgeries for that. Mm. And then, actually, right now, she's being sequestered because she's on a radiation pill. Wow. Uh, so, she can't be near me or the little guy. Wow. Uh, so he's she's actually staying at my dad's house and my dad's hanging out at my house. Goodness. So yeah. It yeah. It but we're blessed. Yes, you are. She's fine. Yeah. Everything's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, it's I told her in thirty years is just a little hiccup in our road. No right. big deal. Right. Sure. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll be laughing about this, you know, on, yeah. on a porch somewhere, you know, retired. <laughs> so <laughs> that's no another big great deal. attitude, another great perspective. All right, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. So you represent a large um, percentage of our dads mm-hmm. uh, at your age, 
um, and the age as as long as you've been married and the age of Robert Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, what any advice or maybe even any questions, right? Because we can we can even answer them here, but. What advice or just give us your thoughts. I'm, I'm trying really hard to figure out how to say this because what, what I want to hear from you is, like I said, you're out there every day. And number one, you're in law enforcement. So you see so much more than we do. But you're out there every day as a young dad, um, as a young husband, and you're wanting the best for your marriage. You're wanting a godly marriage. You're wanting to grow in your own personal faith. And you're watching your son. I'm watching your son. And you're wanting him to just come alive in faith. And like, what advice, like what, when, when you're a dad, like what goes through your head? Like, you're like, okay, this is the world we live in. This is what I got to do for my family and my son. Like, walk us through that. Like, what questions, what thoughts, what actions are you taking to be solid in your faith, growing in your marriage and raising your son? I threw a lot at you there, but it's sort of a big umbrella. It is. And and I appreciate you you throwing it at me. I did, I did want to circle back to one oh, thing yeah, come that on, you just reminded me. Um, so talking about stress. So we yeah. recently did this training. Uh, for It was a retired police officer who who did attempt to take his life uh, many mm-hmm. years ago. And um, so we, we've, unfortunately, that is the dark side of law enforcement. It does occur. Mm. Um, and he brought this training to us, and it was fantastic. Mm. So there was two phenomenon he talked about. One was Groundhog Day. So you wake up, you do, you go the same route to work every day. Mm. You do the same thing at work every day. Then you drive the same route home, and then you go to sleep and start all over again. And okay. it's real easy to get ca- caught up in a rut. Mm-hmm. The second thing he talked about, which was like eye-opening to me, was the, the wheelbarrow effect. And um, hmm. so what, what he talks about that is you're at work, you have a wheelbarrow. And as stress starts piling in from your day, it starts getting heavier and heavier. And everyone's driven a wheelbarrow, right? right? I know you're younger. Have you ever driven a wheelbarrow? No. no. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm imagining no, what it would you're be like. Right about. Okay, cool. <laughs> do, do you know what a wheelbarrow is? <laughs> it's something. I know. <laughs> I know it gets harder to drive when you're when it gets heavier. Yeah, so, there you go. So wow. he's paying attention. He's quick for <laughs> Uh, So what it talks about is um, what it is, is a wheel in the front, right? And on the back, there's some posts and you you lift it up and it helps helps you move around. Okay, wait, I have have done that. Yeah. What what is the uh, Gen Z name for that? I was going to make something up, but I really want to hear what he was (laughs) (laughs) A bathtub on wheels. So uh, as the wheelbarrow gets more full, because everyone's driven one, or I would assume most people have driven one, um, as it gets more full, if you turn it slightly to the right or left, it tends to dump. And when you tends to dump, mm. it dumps in bad ways. Mm. Like you do something bad in work or you explode on a coworker or you say something wow. that feels good, but is definitely the wrong thing to say. Mm. Something like that occurs. So um, mm. he talks about how everyone has two. Uh, you have your work one and then you have your home one. And what happens is if you bring your work one home and you start putting that on your on your family, that's when you start having problems. Wow. So, um, that's good, which is, yeah, such a good advice. So what his suggestion was is as you're done with your day, instead of, you know, going home and taking that wheelbarrow home with you, go ahead and call somebody. So for me, that's my dad. Mm. I call him on the way home and I just unload on whatever happened that day and just tell him, bah, 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 bah. This is all the things that happened, dad. Ah, and he goes, okay, son, are you good? I'm like, I'm great. And then I get home. And then That's I walk perfect. in, and now I have my wheelbarrow at home. 
but yeah. there's somebody to help you on the other side of that world yeah. bear. Wow. Your spouse, you know, Tamara is my other side of that world bear. Wow. So we're carrying that load together and it becomes infinitely easier to move that wheelbarrow as long as you're working as a team. Wow. So uh, the other thing that I wanted to point out is that he talked about is, uh, you know, in hospitals, you have um, pain levels. It's uh, faces. Yeah. It goes yeah. from happy to like mad, yeah. right? Or sad or whatever, or yeah. angry, or you're in a lot of pain. He says that stress for people, it doesn't say this is the stress if you're a cop. It's this is the stress for everyone. So a 10 is a 10. A 10 for me wow. is the same as a 10 for Jordan, as Rodney. If it's a 10 for me right. and a 10 for Jordan is a 10, it's a 10. Right. So you deal with it. You have to deal with it. And you understand that. And that also kind of brought a perspective to me because it's like, yes, I deal with some bad stuff. Yeah. But so does everybody else. And yeah. mine's not any different than yours because yeah. for you, the 10 is still a 10. Right. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was like eye opening. Right. You know, yeah. and especially when, you know, talking to my wife and we we're kind of in the same field. She's a code enforcement officer. We're kind of in the same field, but we're not, you right. know? And so her 10 is a 10 and don't discount somebody else's 10. Yes. Wow. And that was just like, <sighs> okay, honestly, man, that just blew my mind. Okay. So I, I want to, I definitely want to hear more Yeah. and we are. But I, I, I have to take this moment to grab this for our guys that are listening. What Those illustrations that he just gave you, those are the two biggest things I deal with primarily. Mm -hmm. um, the husband not validating the wife mm -hmm. or the wife not validating the husband. They play the, my, my day was worse than your day. Yeah. And until you're heard, it's an argument. That's powerful. And then the wheelbarrow illustration, unreal. Like unload before you get home, mm. right? But what I like about it, you just didn't say unload before you get home. You recognize that you still come home to another wheelbarrow. Yeah. yeah. A lot of guys think they only have one, yeah. and that's work, job, money, and provide. And I've done that. Honey, this one's yeah. yours, and I'll pitch it. No, no, no. You have two wheelbarrows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. phenomenal lessons that you just gave us there. I know that's going to help a lot of guys. I'm just telling you, like I'm thinking of three right now that are slapping their forehead. Mm -hmm. I can see them. They're going, whoa, that helped me right. I'm, I'm going to get texts from them as soon as this comes out. They're going to say, <laughs> I needed to hear that. So that was spot on. It, yeah. it, it was great. And it was so I at the time I was a training sergeant. So I sat mm -hmm. through the three different sessions. So we yeah. have one for each side of the rotation at a police department, and then we had a makeup day. So okay. I sat through all three, and then mm -hmm. we enjoyed it so much, we actually had a spouse night where people could bring their spouse in and hear a similar presentation where he brought his spouse in. So oh, and cool. Which yeah. is really cool because she was able to give a different perspective because yeah. she was there when he attempted to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she knows what's going on. She knows how to deal with the stress on a whole different level. Wow. So, yeah. but it, the 10 is a 10. That, that's I love something that, that just... It radiates with me. Like, I get it now. You know what I mean? So, like, I understand I'm a police officer. I understand I'm going to this horrible call. I'm understanding that you made a bad decision, but that's your 10. I mean, right. you're having a 10 day. Right. Yeah. So, for me to come in there and just yell at you or treat you poorly, right. is that going to make that 10 any better for anybody? No, wow. it's going to make it worse, right? Right. So, just understanding that concept has been, it's been clarifying to me. Well, like even in coming home man. to your wife, like even yeah. coming home and saying, um, a lot of guys discount, they're like, what, your, your, your 10 day was folding laundry and changing diapers and feeding kids and, and doing homework. Really, honey, that's your 10. Let me tell you about my, no, that was a 10 to her. Right. So man, and, and yeah, go ahead, Ron, you want to jump in? Also, I mean, and I hear this a lot, which is a lot of parents discount what a 10 is for a child. Oh, another great point. And 
that, you know, their experiences, where they are right there, that's what they know. That's all they know in the world. Right. So when they're at a 10, even though we're looking at it and laughing, that's their 10. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a great point to remember, even in that situation. Such and, a great point. And that's something that I struggle with, you know, because mm. Robert's five. Yeah. Robert's five. A 10 is go clean your room to Robert. You know what I mean? That's oh, like yeah. the most stress I can put on him is go pick <laughs> up after yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I, and not understanding that, and and not applying it at times is is a struggle for me. It really yeah. is as a father. Right. Um. Also, I have a very different personality than him. He's right. very social. I'm kind of more reserved. Right. Uh. So we deal with some different back and forth. But my biggest problem is is I tend to cut him off, mm. Mm. and I I catch myself doing that, and I'm like, oh, Robert, you messed up again. Mm. You know, you messed up again, dude. Let him talk. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he's trying to express his ten, and I'm not allowing him to. Mm. Which causes the ten to be worse than it actually should yeah. be. Yeah. Wow, you know that's, that's our that's my young one. He wants to be heard, yeah. and when he when he says heard, it's to the very last word right. that he had to say. Even if he wasn't quite done, and you thought he was done, and he gets frustrated, yeah, if he didn't get it out, and he does, he gets that way with his brothers. I mean, his brother, his sister. So I, I identify with that. Wow. Man, this is good stuff. I'm having a blast. I'm okay, like, so you started the conversation. <laughs> yeah. You started the conversation sort of unintentionally. Sort of you answered you know unintentionally what I was also asking. Like when you when you were self-aware that your son wants to talk and you know don't cut him off. Um, I get that. So talk more about what 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 are you doing, like the wheelbarrow? What what are you doing to grow your your experience as a dad, um, as a husband? What are your thoughts toward I'm raising my son, you know, in this current generation? Yeah, just walk us through some more of that. Whatever you, whatever comes to mind that you want to share. So, um, I don't hide from things. Mm. So, like, we're he has a he has a little bit of a speech issue. So we have a speech therapist, right? He has a little bit of an anger issue, so we're taking him to counseling. Wow. I'm not going to hide from anything and pretend if I put my head in the sand, it doesn't exist. Mm. That's not working. Yeah. Um, and and he's like me and my wife. He's hard-headed right. at times. You know what I mean? He's strong-willed. He wants to do what he wants to do, which is, you know, who we are. So mm. can I get yeah. mad at him for being me? And he all he says is he wants to be daddy. He wants to work with me. He wants to be a police officer. Yeah. He wants to go out with daddy. He wants to go to SWAT calls with daddy. Mm. How can I get mad at him for that? That's yeah. amazing. You I want to go on SWAT calls with you, by the way. <laughs> you can come. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to go with you, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, that is so... Okay, let me just stay with that. That yeah. Somebody asked me, um, you know, they said, all right, your, all, your kids are pretty much grown. You know, one, uh, now almost two's out of the house. What's the hardest thing about parenting? I said, honestly, that's easy. When you see your kids uh, reflecting the worst side of you, mm. and it's hard to correct when you're like, you know, you're so impatient right now. And you're like, wait, that's me. Oh, man. You know, and you get to... And of course, they're you. So that's a great point. That's very, very self-aware. I love it. I love the way you said that. That we don't shy away from things. Believe it or not, there are a lot of folks, a lot of parents that do keep their sort of not necessarily head in the sand, but either they don't know what to do or they just don't take action on certain things, and it's not going to go away. Yeah. And that's so. That's man. Kudos to you. That's five stars, if you will, on oh, that. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, we're we're trying real hard. It's to me, it's being proactive. Yeah. It's just being proactive because, um, I, unfortunately, I, I grew up with some people where the family denied some mental health issues, mm. and it's it's paid. It hasn't paid off. It's been horrible for them. Right. 
and to the point where they the siblings don't even talk to each other mm. anymore. The fa- the parents have a horrible relationship with both children, and I don't want that to be us. Wow, you know, I want Robert to always like I am with my dad. I can right. talk to him, or yeah. I am with my in laws. I can talk to Tim and Gail at any time. Right, you know, if I pick up the phone and I can, pick, you know, my dad wasn't handy. Well, my father-in-law is Tim, you know, so he teaches me stuff and we yeah. have a really good relationship. And, and I think it's because we, I communicate with them and I'm yeah. um, try, we yeah. try. So I guess the, the big thing is trying, Yeah, you know, and, yeah. and not ignoring stuff. Try, let's get through this. We can get through it together, you right. know, so make yeah. it a team yeah. effort. That is so huge. And I think one of the things that, you know, again, I want to sort of encourage, continue to encourage you guys on is you're, you're in church. Yeah. Like yes. you don't just at the attending church. I mean, when I say you're in it, you're in it. When you're here and you're talking to your son, you're walking him through like why we do what we do. And he's in the worship service. I mean, he's, you know, I love that. He comes in and sits with you guys. Ha- that That's going to pay off so much. Like you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, you really don't have any idea. Um, until you get to the other side of it and you see the investment. You may think it's just uh, getting him out of bed and going to church, and may, maybe he thinks that too. As well. But he's in it when he's here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love that. We're seeing so many families that are your age with kids your age. And I told Raina, it's been a season, believe this or not, it's been a season since the little kids actually came up and wanted to say hi to Pastor Ron. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mention that because, yeah, I want little kids coming at me and saying that. The kids are are feeding off what the parents are saying at home about being excited about coming to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're now seeing there's a tremendous amount of families that are so in it. And it's reflecting in their kids that are five, six, seven years of age. They're mm. coming to church and they're they're high-fiving me, they're high-fiving the staff, they're wanting to be here, they're full on engaged. That is incredible. That's going to pay off. Well, what else, like as a dad, what goes through your mind as a dad and a husband? Sort of what goes through your mind as you're like trying to prepare him? Like when he says you, he wants to be a police officer with you, what's your first thought? I just want him to be happy. Yeah. I just want him to be happy. If that's what he wants to do, yeah. um, no, nothing kills me more than I hear some officers say, oh, I don't want my kid in law enforcement. Uh. But like it's a noble career, and yeah. it was noble enough for you to get into it. So why would you shy, have your children shy away from that? Wow. I don't really understand that that concept if he wants to do it please by all means if he wants to enlist in the marines please by all means if he wants to go to mechanic school absolutely robert whatever is going to make you happy and makes you want to get up in the morning and go do something then i'm all for it i'm not going to shy him away from it so there is a sense of pride um Mm -hmm. that he wants to do it right um that he wants to be like me um So it does make me happy, but if he chooses something else, that's fine. I just, I just really want him to, to enjoy life. I really want him to have a family one day like I have. Right. And I just want him to be happy, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. And so. just pray over him and encourage him as you're doing and, and love him. And of course, continuing to develop your own marriage. That is the greatest ring. Yeah. I wanted to be everything about my dad. I think, you know, all little boys do and, I mean, even my daughters, I mean, they're, to some extent, they wanted to be like, you know, their dad or kids emulate that, right? They, they see that as, and you guys are providing such a good role model for, I love the illustrations and the lessons that you've taught us today. Did you guys have any questions or any thoughts or Robert, anything else you wanted to share that we may be left out? No, I just try to be an example for, for Robert. I really do. Um, I get up every day at 4 a.m. I go wow. work out. I go to work. I, I hope that he sees the discipline there. Mm, yeah. And that he emulates that. That that's yeah. my goal. Yeah. You know, uh, staying in shape is a good thing, but also because I want to be that good role model for him. Right. You know, and do I fail at times? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm postponing an, an upcoming episode called "How to Have Patience at Home." <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, put, putting it right next to procrastination. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I look back and, and my girl, I'm harder on myself. You know, obviously, and thankfully, my girls are very gracious. But I do. I talk to them about upcoming episodes. I'm like, so I'm about to talk on this. Remember that time when you were dri- like Rayleigh driving the golf cart and almost ran us into a ditch, and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, and I freaked out. So. Just know I failed that lesson, you know. Yeah. So, but honestly, being honest with your son, like you're doing, and and just saying uh, well, I don't want to shy away from this, uh, your kids are far more forgiving than what we think. Yeah. And they really do want to hear. Like, as you're learning to be a kid, I'm learning to be a parent. Mm. So in this instance, I may have misjudged, I may have miscalculated, I may have overstepped. I'm, you know, this and that. Don't don't use any excuses. I love that you're doing that. I love that you're having those intentional conversations and intentional moments like, all right, you're 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 feeling this, we're going to deal with it this way. Trust me, that's going to be his approach, mm-hmm. right? I look at him like I do like little Rye. I've always said um Rye my youngest. I've always said she's probably going to be the first female in history to walk into some third world country and convince the president of that country to like bring in water or something. She's just that <laughs> personality. He has that personality. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he, he, luckily, he gets his personality from uh, Tamara, which yeah. is nice. I will say though, um, I really appreciate what you do, sir, and what all you guys do. Um, I really appreciate the. You know why we came into Waterstone is because mm-hmm. um, our adventure camp here except the preschoolers. You're one of the only ones. Right. So that that's how we started coming to Waterstone is Tamara saw the ad and Amazing. was like, oh, they actually have preschoolers. Let's go yeah. there. And then, hey, if we're going to, to vacation Bible school or you know, um, adventure think, camp yeah. here, you know, let's start going to church and seeing if you like it. You know, she's talking to me and I said, okay, cool. And then we got to learn you and got to know Rodney. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is it. You know, and our last year has been uh, a lot of, growth as a family wow uh, and i appreciate that and wow. you guys are doing awesome work here well so that's thank awful you. that's awful kind and, and we we just we love we genuinely love you guys but we we pray for and love families like you guys i mean that's what it's all about and so we're just thankful for you and for being willing to come on and speak honestly um, and just share your heart. I know this has helped a lot, a lot of men. I know it has helped a lot of them. And again, who you're hearing from is Robert Judges. He's a member here at Waterstone. He's a good friend. Um, he's in law enforcement, so what a unique perspective um, that he has. Of course, I love what he said. Um, every day is a 10 to your experience and your level. So right now, guys, if if, if you're about to go into a boardroom and you or you're just come out of one and it was just like a bad meeting, um, it's all right, right? Keep your eyes on Christ. If, if you're in law enforcement, um, if you're in retail and you're just dealing with some nasty people in retail, um, uh, take Robert's you know, attitude. Maybe that day was just their bad day and you saw them at their worst and, and do your best not to bring that home. But remember, I love that. I, I'm going to use that so much. Uh, you've got two wheelbarrows, right? Empty that one wheelbarrow from work, but you have the wheelbarrow when you go home. That's probably one of the greatest pieces of advice I think was given today is you have two of them. And your primary one, though, is when you go home. So we are praying for you men. Mm. We are praying over you, praying blessings um, for you guys and encouragement for you guys. Thank you, Robert, for coming on board. Thank yeah. you for having sure. me. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for giving us your time today. We're going to pray for you, pray for your family. 
and uh, thankful that we're able to celebrate it on National Law Enforcement uh, Week. And so, guys, thank you for being a part of Front Sight. Thank you for listening and participating, for sharing, for liking, and actually taking this material and turning it into like a little study guide of encouragement to other men that we pray over you. We're going after godly biblical men. We want you to stay faithful. We want you to be focused and we want you to be fearless. That's what Front Sight is all about. Love you guys. Praying for you guys. Be strong. Be courageous. Stay in the game. Praying for you. See you soon.